the Under Center Podcast. Hello and welcome back. Still joined by Rain. And we have Josh Klingler from the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. He's the sideline reporter for them. Here to help us look forward to the Thursday night game tonight against the Char- the Chiefs against the Chargers. Josh, thank you very much for your time and welcome to the show. We've got our first of many games of the year. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And it couldn't have been set up any better. Both teams 1-0 in the first game of the season. Both quarterbacks looking very hot. We'll start off with your quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. Does it get any better than that to start the season? No, I I certainly don't think it does. He was in absolute command of this offense and I think wanted to set a little tone with game number one. And it was as if he had a checklist of, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do this. I want to do that. And pretty much checkmarked everything. Got Travis Kelsey, a big game, got the new guys involved. Juju Smith-Schuster, Marquez Valdez-Scantling got involved, Uh, got uh, McCall Hardman deep down the field, got the running backs involved. I mean, you couldn't have asked for a better uh, offensive game, certainly out of the Chiefs. It felt like uh, it felt almost like a preseason game, like extended that they were they were kind of having their way. They got in control early. At one point, I looked up and I thought, man, they've they've accomplished a lot. I looked up at the clock and there was eight minutes to go in the third quarter. I thought, my my goodness, they've had a game. And so, uh, yeah, you couldn't have asked much more of a performance certainly on the offensive side defense was just fine I'm not not knocking that at all but but offensively I mean Patrick Mahomes there was any questions of where this offense was going to go I think he wanted to get them answered uh, very quickly in game number one absolutely I think we're going to stick with the offense as you said at the start that's the headline grabber from week one you mentioned the two new wide receivers if you lose a top-notch talent uh, like Tyreek Hill how do you replace them you probably can't but getting two stars in their own right to refill that hole is a pretty good way of doing it you mentioned that the ball was spread out to them how do you feel they played let's start with Juju Smith-Schuster I noticed he did uh, he did have one fumble didn't he during the game that is something that has famously crept into his game kind of saw it a couple of times in the Pittsburgh especially down when when kind of the games were really tight he had a famous one I believe in the playoffs is this just kind of growing pains? Is this something you think the coaching staff over there in Kansas City can kind of tune out of his game a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I think so. They're they're really big on not turning the football over. He took that one pretty hard, too, despite the fact that they were, you know, in, in command. I did talk to him after the game, and they it was it was affecting him. Like, it was like, all right, he scored 44 today. It's okay, yeah. you know. But uh, but I think that's good in a way that, that keeps you hungry. Like, I know I can do better. I know this team can do better. Um, he's been kind of the go-to guy for Patrick Mahomes as well. We saw it a lot during training camp. We didn't get to see it much in the preseason. He played just one possession uh, early on in game one of the preseason before they held him out to to kind of rest that 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 swollen knee. Seems to be 100% from that capacity and look like he's earned the trust of his quarterback right out of the shoot. So it was great to get him involved in, in that regard. MVS had a probably few less chances in, in game number one, but you're going to see it. And, and this, their ability to get the ball to different places. I mean, if you're not going to guard Travis Kelsey or Travis Kelsey has a massive mismatch, they're going to continue to feed the beast and there's no reason not to. And so it wasn't uh, probably the breakout performance for everybody else uh, that they will have at some point in time because uh, Travis, Travis was hot. And if you get him the ball, just keep giving him the ball as long as uh, long as you can. Do you think it was wise that the Chiefs went for two kind of slightly different wide receivers in, in that Juju Smith-Schuster to me, big physical guy, Excellent at those kind of short, medium routes. Valdez, Scantling, 
not necessarily a, an out-and-out out speedster, but a very tall wide receiver, very good in the red zone. And as you mentioned, asking Mahomes to deal with the game slightly differently this season, use the skill set of the players where they are good, as, as opposed to having an all-round guy uh, like Hale. Do you think that was really wise? Are you happy with those two decisions and, and how that can improve this offense rather than limit it? Yeah, I mean, even if Tyreek Hill was here, I think that, that we'd been saying, try to get bigger, try to find something a little bit different. And I think they tried that a little bit. Uh, Josh Gordon was the experiment last year. It ultimately did not work, but uh, he presented something different. Size, still speed, but but size, bigger targets. And so I think that that's something that they've been looking to do anyway. You know, all in all, losing Tyreek Hill was not easy, um, but I think they have a better overall wide receiver room. I think from top to bottom, um, uh, the the others that that left as well, I think they improved off the the three and the four wide receivers um, uh, spots as well. So I think overall the room is better. It's different as well because, as you mentioned, they went kind of different in that regard. And it's the same on the flip side. We'll talk defense coming up, I'm sure, in a little bit. But um, they kind of did that in the secondary too, where um, we were kind of pining for – bigger, taller corners. And they went and did that in the draft too. So I think there was an emphasis on still maintaining speed, uh, but trying to find a little bit different look. I think, you know, in, in certain ways, the Chiefs offense had become kind of predictable. And when you have a guy like Tyree Kill that can stretch the field and you want to try to throw it over the top, it's fun. You want to do it. Um, and then if they take it away, um, you're going to have to adjust a little bit. And so I think last year we saw some of the adjustment, even with Tyreek Hill. I think this year you see more of an adjustment. They were able to, to go back and, and do a lot of different things offensively that they haven't been able to do in the past and incorporate some new things. The offense is going to, I think is still going to hum along. I think it's just going to be looking a little bit different at the end of the day. Are you going to have the same amount of yards and touchdowns and points per game? Probably right in the neighborhood. I don't think there's going to be any kind of drop off in that regard. It's just going to look a little bit differently. I think Travis Kelsey is going to get his, and then everybody else is going to kind of fight. I think it looks like, you know, from what we've seen early on, that Juju could be the number two target. And then everybody else, hey, if Patrick plays like this, they're going to all get the football somehow, some way. Even a, even a Jody Fortson, who's got one catch for one yard and one touchdown. Like, he'll find a way to get guys the football. And uh, I'm hoping that continues because that's going to be tough for teams to stop. I, I think. They're going to try to stop Travis Kelsey first and foremost. At least I thought that was the case. Wasn't really against Arizona. They weren't quite as capable of doing that and then make everybody else beat you, but they're willing to, to uh, make everybody else beat you too. This is going to be a fun offense to watch. Right. And Josh, looking ahead to the game against the Chargers, uh, who are you keying in on from an offensive perspective on who's going to have the big impact versus this quite strong Chargers defense? Do you reckon it's going to be one for the ground or do you think Patrick Mahomes is going to spread it around through the air again? And we're going to see big games from receivers again. You know, I'm always the one saying, run the football, run the football, run the football. But uh, this offense doesn't do that first and foremost. If you can get total rushing out of the group, which they did last week to balance out with the passing attack. I think that's the ultimate way this team ha has success. And so, I mean, I think it starts first with Travis Kelsey, right? Try to get him going as well. I think the chargers are a little better equipped probably to, uh, to uh, try to handle Travis Kelsey than the Arizona Cardinals were uh, a week ago. That just means more opportunities for the wide receivers and then continue to, to get those downfield looks when you can. I know they missed on a couple of shots down the field. Uh, last week that they'd like to have back but but yeah no they're going to try to spread this 
the, what they did in game one is what they hope to do. It's it's take advantage of guys that are the hot hand, uh, move the football around, get a lot of guys involved, keep you guessing, show a lot of different formations, you know, play three tight ends at times, uh, uh, run through uh, running backs. And I think all the running backs showed pretty well. The three that played last week all showed very well. I think they'll continue to try to do that. I don't know that you'll have a, a dominant guy kind of week in, week out. I think the whole thing's going to be a, a – adding up of the of the parts to to make the hole and that makes it tough for defenses to get after who are you going to key on i don't know i, I would say uh, you know double and triple uh travis kelsey <laughs> and then uh make him beat you make the cheese beat you other ways but they seem to be very content that hey, hey that's going to happen and we're going to try to beat you different ways uh, it's 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 a fun problem to have andy reed told me this uh, this preseason that his his uh, batteries don't get recharged because uh, I asked him, I said, does this offense like get you going again? Because it's different than you've had to do. There's more pieces involved. You get to go and kind of get into the lab and draw stuff up. He said, I'm always, I'm always recharged. I don't have any problem with that. But I, I tend to think that this, this uh, new group of players, uh, new, maybe new questions about where this offense can go has really fueled this entire team, uh, Andy Reid included. Something as well that you you mentioned, Josh, the the ground game. I felt like it got hot at the end of last season, not necessarily at the start, but behind Edwards Hilaire. Were you a little bit surprised in terms of the carry distribution from last week? Pacheco obviously led the team. He got 12 of those carries and then Edwards Hilaire with seven. Is that something the Chiefs are looking to do, kind of move away or maybe balance out Edwards Hilaire? I would have thought Edwards Hilaire would be the starter. Yeah, well, I mean, he's going to get the the early carries, and he played well at the very beginning of the game. Um, you know, Pacheco maybe took advantage a little bit of a point in the game where they were trying to take the air out of the football a little bit, try to run a little bit more clock, and 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 probably get him some looks. And then, yeah, that 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 I call it the Pacheco drive. It's early. I tell you, the Pacheco drive though, where the offensive line was they were just mauling people. They were really content to put the football on the ground and go. Um, I think you know Clyde Edwards-Helaire is going to be the number one option, but they still want to see what they can get. And frankly, you know he's had a couple of seasons in which he's been injured, and so uh, it's probably a smart move to not throw a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton on his table and try to balance it out and try to keep him fresher longer because he's been a guy so far that that hasn't been able to to play the full uh, full season. And so to be able to, to balance it out and use a number of different players, uh, Jarek McKinnon came on at the end of last year as well in the, in the running game and kind of fills in the gaps for, for some different ways you can use the running back. And so I wouldn't be surprised if this if a rotation type thing is not the norm for this entire season because it's a way to keep CEH a little bit fresher. You mentioned kind of moving the ball around on the offense and not not being predictable. It must be great to have that, to be able to do that scheme-wise. We saw in the game last week that kind of the, I don't even know what to call it, the the pitch toss dive to uh, to Travis Kelsey where he kind of plunged into the end zone and kind of half a roll out from Mahomes. It must be incredible to have that kind of uh, dynamicness in the coaching room to draw up these plays. And when you have a quarterback, it seems like, Mahomes can make these plays work. It almost seems insulting to call them trick plays or gimmick plays because they make them work so fluidly. Clearly, everyone's very well drilled about the timings of all these interesting little uh, gadget plays, let's call them. Yeah, and I've hesitated to do that too, especially when they get the red zone. I've accused them at times of being a little too cute in the red zone, and I'd love for them to just be able to line up and run the football. 
and 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 pounded in there. And they haven't exactly been a team that's been uh, in the mode of doing that. But then you see like the shovel pass for a touchdown again, right? And you, some may call that a gimmick. Um, but the fact is they have run different variations of that play how many times now, and it continues to be successful. So why would you say, Hey, go away from this teams can't stop it. It's been incredible to watch, but yeah, the offensive mind of Andy Reed of Eric B and now getting Matt Nagy back the, uh, the one-time um, uh, offensive coordinator, who of course the head coach of the Chicago bears comes back and he's working directly with, with Mahomes, you have those three in an offensive room together. And then the, the infamous uh, Andy Reed dry erase board that he has in his, in his office. Uh, I haven't been in there, but I can't imagine what it looks like right now. Um, and, and the, and the plays that they're digging out of, of their minds and probably file cabinets as well to try to, to bring back to this offense. Yeah. It looks like a lot of fun to be a fly on the wall, watching them scheme this offense, because uh, there are a number of different directions they can go. And, uh, and hopefully that pays off. I mean, everything worked uh, this past week, but hopefully in a game where something's not working, you're able to, to to use something else and have that go. And so you'll have those days where not everything's working to 100%, but you have other options to go to. The more versatile you can be, the harder this thing's going to be to stop. Yeah, and we, we already spoke about it a little bit, but just to touch on before we move on to the defense, obviously the Chargers present a little bit of a different look on the defense. Obviously, very good secondary. Derwin James and Asante Samuel Jr. stand out. Do you think it's going to be a bit more of that uh, short intermediate game? Maybe a bit more. Obviously, Travis Kelsey is going to feature a lot. Seems like a prime game to get Juju Smith-Schuster involved even more than he was last week and really pull those running or pull those uh, safeties and, and uh, defensive backs in a little bit and then go for those shots Probably Mikal Hardman, a, a speedster on the outside, is probably a good option if you're looking at fantasy-wise for a deep touchdown. And then, and then running backs as well. Throw the ball to the running backs out of the backfield. May see that a little bit more this week too. The different big difference with the Chargers is they can get to you with their front. With their front, uh, Arizona could not. They had to use a lot of blitz to try to get uh, to the uh, to the quarterback. They aren't a team that gets home a lot. Uh, Khalil Mack was Khalil Mack. I was hoping that he, uh, he 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 wasn't going to be. He was very good in game number one. Uh, Bosa is always a problem. So those two guys off the edge specifically, um, you can get enough pressure with just your front guys. And so that leaves more guys out in coverage to be able to, to handle the Chiefs. So a little bit different look, maybe a little tougher sledding. You're at to take a little more what the defense gives you maybe at times. We've seen the Chiefs content to do that, but it is the best way to defend them, not allow them to get uh, up and over the top and, and make them work their way down the field. Although what we've seen so far in three preseason games and, and the first game here, they're very content to march the football down the field too. So, uh, but yeah, the Chargers very good defensively, uh, much better than than Ari- and Arizona was beat up in the secondary last week too. And so um, they they caught they caught the Cardinals at a time at a very good time. That's the team that's going to be better, assuming they get healthier a little bit later. Um, but yeah, the the secondary certainly, and then the pass rush, uh, keeping keeping Mahomes clean will be uh, uh, a high high priority. And during that preseason and the, the first week game, week one, how has that offensive line gelled? Is it is it looking strong or are there any concerns there? Any injuries to report? Actually, I, I don't remember seeing any, but 
I know the offensive line can get kind of banged up, especially. Yeah, Trey Smith was the one that 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 didn't play a lot the other day, and hopefully he'll be able to go as well. The the second year guard had an ankle injury, and he, he tried to come out in the second half and, and do some work on the field. And you know, I think they probably could have pushed him back in, uh, but but they got Nick Allegretti, who's been a, a valuable uh, guy, played in the Super Bowl, right? And so he's kind of the backup at every position. I think they felt content not to push uh, Trey Smith into into injuring that ankle any further, but he has been practicing this week and expecting to play. Um, I think it's still a, you know, a big year for Orlando Brown. I think it's that he's the one to keep an eye on at left tackle because uh, heading into obviously a franchise tag season, uh, unable to come to terms on a long-term deal. He's still got a lot to prove. And I don't think it's the worst thing in the world that it's a prove it type situation for him at that left tackle spot. Um, this division, as you guys well know, is a very versed in defensive ends right now. It seems to be the, uh, the hot position. And so, uh, left tackles uh, very very important. So how he holds up against this Charger front will be a, a big test. And then on the right side, um, you know Andrew Wiley is just a guy that um, he seemingly has been Plan B all along, and then nobody beats him out. Or Lucas Niang gets injured. Uh, uh, they brought in Darian Kennard in the draft. They talked very highly of in the preseason, and he never really pushed. Uh, um, he's a guy that that doesn't seem to be like option number one, but he keeps winning the job and he's super solid over there and you don't notice him a lot. And then the, uh, the interior three, I mean, I'm a huge Joe Tooney fan. I, I think I think you can put that guy at any of the five spots in the offensive line. I feel great about it. He just does his job. Um, and then uh, Creed Humphrey and then Trey Smith, assuming Trey Smith plays, uh, they're just getting better and better in year two. They look like established veterans. So yeah, not a lot of concerns along that offensive line, other than you're playing very good, especially defensive ends. And so um, can you keep those guys from frantically screaming around the corner and keep, uh, keep uh, Patrick, uh, keep Patrick safe, which is everybody, everybody's number one goal, present company included. Well, moving on to the other side of the ball for the Chiefs, uh, a pretty good game against what could have been a, quite a tricky quarterback to defend. Obviously, Kyler Murray is very, very elusive, very difficult to get their hands on. Pretty much bottled them up from the start from what I saw. And like you said, it always helps when the offense can impose themselves. But uh, guys like Bolton had a, a really strong game, 10 tackles in total. Is he going to be a standout for you guys on defense this season? Oh, yeah, he's he's only heading into year two, they given him the, the cap or the uh, defensive play caller responsibility. So he wears what they call the green dot. He gets the, the calls in from the sideline and they've, they've turned the defense over to him. He's in charge of getting everybody lined up and man, the way he runs downhill, I think reminds me of, of Derek Johnson and, uh, and he might be faster than DJ was, but uh, Derek uh, was a guy that would could, could shoot the gap and get in the backfield, and he was a, he was a menace in getting after sacks or or uh, hitting running backs in the backfield. And Bolton's got that same uh, that same quality. And then the guys up front played played well, and I think that's the key to this entire defense all season long. Can they do a better job of getting to the quarterback? Can they create more sacks up front? Uh, Chris Jones had an excellent camp and an excellent preseason, and every single practice he was getting raved about, and then. Came Came out in game one and 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 looked apart. Didn't get a sack, uh, but was uh, super disruptive up front and creates a lot of havoc. If he's doing that, uh, and then you get you know Frank Clark going, uh, Carlos Dunlap was was nice to see in game number one get a sack and and I think four tackles. 
Uh, we didn't see him at all in the entire preseason as he was nursing an Achilles injury. And so having a veteran presence like that to go along with the rookie, George Karloftis, if those those four can get themselves to the quarterback this season, I probably should mention Mike Dana as well. He's kind of the the forgotten guy. Had early sacks last year and then kind of tapered off. But he's he's looked a lot better and is is looking to, to put together kind of a full campaign. If they can do a much better job in the sack department and, and the pressure department, that's going to ease up things on, on still a relatively unproven um, especially corner position in the, uh, in the secondary for the chiefs, that's going to pay huge dividends. And so I think, uh, I think this defense will go as the guys up front play. And then uh, you get Willie Gay and, and uh, Nick Bolton running around and cleaning up a bunch of tackles. Um, there's a lot of upside. There's still some unknowns though, with this defense. I think that that's, there's no question. You feel, you feel a whole, whole bunch great about the offense and defensively. It's like, you still got to prove it. And you probably got to prove it week in and week out, at least for the uh, first several weeks. So, Josh, obviously a guy who departed in the offseason, Tyron Matthew, went off to the Saints. How much is he going to be missed in a game like this against the Chargers, against a very strong quarterback? Uh, just his presence on the field alone is worth uh, a lot to a defense. Uh, do you think he's going to be missed? Or do you think that the – are you confident in the safety position at the moment – for the Kansas City Chiefs against Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to downplay the departures of either Tyreek Hill or Tyron Matthew, but I as I told you with on the on the offensive side, one, I get the contract situation with Tyreek Hill, which um it's big money, right? Uh, but they replaced that and, and made the room overall better. I, I don't want to knock what Tyron Matthew did, especially in the Super Bowl uh, uh seasons, and he was the absolute leader in the in that locker room. But but frankly, it seemed as if that waned last year and the skills waned as well. He wasn't uh, wasn't quite the player that he was a couple of seasons ago. It was the absolute right time to move on. And uh, they replaced him. And because everybody was kind of like, well, Tyreek Hill's gone. Terry Matthews gone. Uh, like Justin Reed came to town and it was barely a mention. <laughs> he just like snuck in and had a press conference and uh, and no one paid attention to him. He is a really good safety. And he is also uh, the departure of Tyron Matthew, I think, has opened a, a kind of a leadership opportunity for Juan Thornhill. And he has ran through that thing. I mean, he is a different, a different uh, guy, player, more vocal, um, allowed. I think I think he feels uh, kind of uh, relieved to be able to to kind of showcase himself. Tyron Matthews got a big despite being a diminutive kind of guy. He's he casts a large shadow. And I think that that Juan Thornhill learned a lot from Tyron Matthew and is kind of ready to kind of take some of those leadership things uh, that he took. And so that combination I think is very good. Uh, Brian cook, the rookie that they added as well in the draft uh, is an upgrade from Dan Sorensen, another valuable leader type guy that it was the right time to move on in terms of skill set. The cook is younger, faster downhill hitting. I think they've gotten better in that, in that safety group, Uh, the corners, uh, we'll keep an eye on the on the Trent McDuffie injury. Um, that was not a good one from the other day. I think that that's the one that's going to impact the Chiefs the most uh, in terms of uh, the least likely to be uh, available on Thursday. And uh, that may require another of the rookies to, to step up. Jalen Watson, uh, Joshua Williams, two other of their corner draft picks, both played last week and will probably be called upon uh, again this week. And then uh, Legereus Sneed uh, had a sack in addition to uh, being in coverage. He's pretty automatic now for the for the Chiefs and and then uh, and then Fenton, their their kind of nickel guy. Uh, maybe he th- he's thrust into a starting role if McDuffie can't go, but um, I think they got enough in the secondary as well. Though I mean, I I, I love the the Chargers skill guys are, are fantastic. Um, so 
it's a lot of work, whoever faces up against them. Even without Keenan Allen, there's a lot of offensive uh, weapons on this Charger team, assuming Allen uh, doesn't play. Those hamstrings, those hamstrings I don't like, especially this time of the year on a, on a short turnaround. Doesn't feel like, uh, doesn't feel like those things are, are something you want to, uh, to bug players. So uh, wouldn't be shocked if we don't see uh, Allen for the, the Chargers and McDuffie for the Chiefs. I just think that uh, you don't mess with hamstrings and you want to get them better sooner rather than later. One more uh, thing, injury as well, that I want to bring up is Harrison Booker. Do you expect him to play next week? Should everyone be drafting uh, Justin Reed as their kicker for, <laughs> for this this week in fantasy? Well, it's funny. They they auditioned a whole bunch of kickers. They added one to the practice squad, and I think that you'll probably see them err on the side of caution with with Harrison Butker. I mean, he gave it he gave it his go uh, the other day because uh, he couldn't put much weight on that injured ankle, uh, and then they taped him up. He looked like an offensive lineman. He had a big taped boot on his on his plant foot uh, last week, and and uh, you know they could. Uh, they could have kind of pushed him out again and kind of tried to do the same thing. You're just going to do uh, uh, the points, right? The extra points or the field goals and then have Justin Reed a kickoff. But uh, bringing in kickers to audition this week, it really kind of gave us all the feeling that they're going to give Harrison Bucker this extra time to, mm-hmm. to uh, get off that injured ankle, get the swelling down, get it feeling better and get him back out there sooner rather than later. But uh, it, it's nice having a, a Justin Reed as an emergency kicker now, isn't it? Because uh, we kind of laughed about it during the preseason. And, uh, you know, Andy Reed has a knack of, of allowing players to do different things and let them have a little bit of fun. You know, you'll see a, uh, somebody catch a touchdown pass kind of out of nowhere that you're not expecting that doesn't factor in. And, and so the Justin Reed thing, I, I, I felt like fell in that category. You know, he, he mentioned he kicked off in a preseason game in Houston and we really didn't think anything of it. And then he got the chance in the preseason game. We're like, ha ha, that was that was fun. But, you know, I guess if you if there was an extreme emergency, you might be able to use them. Didn't expect that to be happening in week number one, but, but it did. And it, it largely worked out. I think his second extra point, though, kind of showed him it was this kind of uh, kind of showed you probably should get in here that somebody that does this uh, at least uh, has done it at least uh, full time. So uh, an emergency kicker. Uh, Justin Reed is a, is a fantastic option, though. I'd love to see him continue to kick off, though, because it looked like one. He was having a blast doing it and he was. He was doing a really good job at it as well. Hey, well, if you can get a guy who can run down the field as a starting safety and lay a smack after he's booted it 80, <laughs> 70 yards down the pitch, why not? The NFL yeah, no. is all about gaining an advantage. If you can get one extra man in there to lay a hit, I, think, right. I think we might see him do it. No offense to Harrison Butker. He doesn't want to do that. <laughs> I don't blame him. But you got Justin Reed out there. Yeah, he provides you with an extra tackler. Now, the one we need to stay away from is uh, Patrick Mahomes told me in the preseason, he's been begging Andy Reid to let him punt. Okay. Um, maybe. And he hasn't, he hasn't gotten that wish yet. And he was, he was actually said, Hey, I'm upset. Justin Reed just got here and they're letting him, they let him kick. I want to be able to punt in a game, but uh, I don't think Andy Reed's going to, going to showcase that anytime soon. Maybe, maybe if they're up a lot, the all uh, was it Dan Marino? who had the little pooch punt kick, like little 10 yard little. Yeah. I, I don't think top. you, I don't think it would be hard to do it if you really wanted to, right? Maybe it's a short field kind of pooch punt type thing. They look like they're going to go for it on a fourth down and you let him just have one uh, just to, just to appease him maybe. But uh, maybe. I don't think it's in the playbook anytime soon, despite Mahomes bugging him about it. Well, I think we've learned from week one already. You never know what's in that Kansas True. City playable. Josh, thank you very much for joining us. We really appreciated your insight. Uh, before we let you go, let everybody know where they can find your work. Uh, and what you'll be up to there for the next couple of weeks. Well, the Chiefs Radio Network on the sidelines uh, each and every Sunday on the broadcast and then uh, daily on 610 Sports Radio in uh, Kansas City at Josh Klingler on Twitter. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm always working somewhere, so pretty easy to find. 
Well, Josh, thank you very much. Uh, and we too are also very easy to find. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Under Center Podcast. We're on YouTube, Under Center Podcast. You can find us on Spotify, on iTunes, at Under Center Podcast. And we are delighted to be brought to you in partnership with Locker uh, this season. They are a new sports app that centralizes premium sports content and puts power in the hands of the fans to personalize their world of sports. So you get a range of different content from all different sports, including premium NFL sources that can be tailored to your interest. You can download that app in the, oh, it's only available in the Ireland and the UK at the moment on Irish UK, iOS and Play Stores today. Josh, thank you very much for joining me. Rean, thank you as always for joining me here on the show today. Yeah, it was a blast. And for me, thank you and we'll see you next time.